0: Hey guys, this is Coach Jesse with coming at you with another episode of the Raw Fitness Truth podcast and I want to talk today about the truth about keto, paleo and some of these more whole food based diets and why they actually work. Now, if you know me and you've talked with me in person, you follow my newsletter, you know that I am consistently typically anti-diet. I'm anti-keto, especially because of the extremity and the lack of sustainability behind it. But let me tell you why some people are actually seeing results, all right? I'll go through kind of the functional reasons why nutritionally they're getting results, and then I'll talk to you about my thoughts behind that, all right? So the first thing is all these... Plant whole food-based diets typically require a high protein intake. Okay, There's a greater intake of protein that these people are consuming on a daily basis. And when they do this, they are more satiated, satisfied on a daily basis. The, their overall appetite is reduced, leading to calorie restriction, leading to higher protein, which typically means less sugar. Okay, this is the number one point about these diets that I think makes them more successful. Number two is it limits people's food choices significantly. Most of the crap that you've been eating ain't gonna fly on the keto or paleo diet. And I'm talking about you being strict with this. By the way, this is a side, a, a side trail, but I meet so many people who are like, yeah, I'm gonna do paleo. Yeah, I'm gonna do keto. And it's like, yeah, you wanna do it until it's no longer convenient for you you want to do keto until friday and you want to have a beer with your buddies which is fine no judgment but that's not keto that's you doing kind of this haphazard version your own version of it that's like hey i want to go out and enjoy a b and c but i also want to do keto outside of that and it's like you're trying to dance on two different sides of the street you can't do it it just doesn't work that way so Number one is the greater intake of protein is why people feel – they feel more satiated, reduces their appetite. Number two, it limits their food choices. Like hundreds of highly processed calories that they may eat otherwise, from fast food restaurants to things like pasta, chips, cookies, whatever, they are not eating these things. All right. The third thing is reduced food options basically makes people eventually a little bit less excited to eat. People typically are not as driven to eat if they're eating the same things over and over and over again. Because these foods, when you eat them all the time, become a little less appealing. All right? I I refer to the bodybuilding industry not because those of you listening are probably trying to be bodybuilders, but because there's something that the bodybuilding community does exceptionally well. They treat food as fuel. They really do. They have... Uh, For the most part, those who are the most successful, especially, food is just simply fuel for their body. There's not necessarily as much of an emotional attachment to it. Now, don't get me wrong. You'll find a lot of people who emotionally binge, who do these bikini shows or bodybuilding shows. I'm not here to talk about that. But what I will say is that these people eat the same stuff typically over and over and over again. It's kind of neurotic in some ways, but They've mastered this particular aspect. I'm not saying that this should be your goal. I want you to enjoy your food. I want you to enjoy some home-cooked meals and your favorite restaurant. I'm just trying to make a few points, okay? Um, But when you reduce your food options with something like keto, typically food gets bland and boring because you are so limited. You get tired. We all typically want variety in our lives in almost anything. So your food gets a little less fun and so you're not as driven to eat as much if all you're doing is eating these same foods over and over again, right? The next thing is when you are on a keto-based diet, you're not drinking your calories. No soda, no juice, even milk are generally considered off limits. So a greater proportion of your calories are consumed from solid foods, which are more filling, All right. So the next thing is when you're on one of these diets, you have higher blood levels of ketones which is why the diet is called keto which rise when carbs are restricted and it seems to suppress your appetite when you in an absence of carbohydrates your body increases or goes into what we call ketosis so your blood levels raise with what we call ketones which is an appetite suppressant and enhances fat burning abilities now side note long term this is like a survival starvation mechanism kicking in And most people who stick with this long-term, as soon as they decide to get on any sort of a regular carbohydrate-rich routine, blow up like a fish and put all the weight back on that they lost. That is most people, which is why I'm not a fan of it, okay? So although the keto diet from all your friends posting their transformation photos or talking about what they're doing or whatever they're talking about on the Dr. Oz show, okay, although it might seem magical... The keto diet results in weight loss by regulating simply just energy in through a variety of ways. I talk about it all the time, controlling your calories, increasing your protein intake. Those are the two most important things for people to start with. I'm not trying to be extreme in that, but that's the two areas that I want people to start the most with. So keto works because people are controlling what they're putting into their bodies in a consistent, healthy way. Now, I don't think it's sustainable, but you might ask, hey, if plant-based diets and keto diets work so well, why, why would anyone even care about controlling their calories or for any other reason? Well, because depending on the person and their food preferences, their lifestyle, their activity levels, you know, so on and so forth, many diets, including plant-based and keto, they're not sustainable long-term, right? So, you know, one of the things that people cling to is this best diet idea. And people become frustrated if they're not able to stick to it because they have this standard of perfection. There's no grace with these t- sort of really restrictive diets, and so people end up viewing themselves as a failure. And then they decide that they lack the discipline to lose weight, and it's not the tr- it's not the truth. So people oft- oftentimes think that they should stop trying. None of which are true, you guys. This is this is the most important statement I'm going to make in this podcast. All right, your results are not diet dependent. They are behavior dependent. Let me say that again. Your results are not diet dependent. They are behavior dependent. Maintaining a healthy body, including a healthy body weight, is about developing consistent, sustainable daily habits that help you positively impact how much energy is going into your body and then how much energy you are expending out. All right. And and the way to find this balance while enjoying foods you love is by doing the following. Number 1, I want you to eat until you are 80% full. You're satisfied, but you're not stuffed. Number 2, I want you to eat slowly and mindfully. Make conscious food choices and don't rush while you're eating your food. Number 3, eat more minimally processed foods. I didn't say completely unprocessed, just minimally. Get more organic into your diet. Yes, I do think it is better. However, if you need to grab something that's a little quicker and a little easier, choose less processed foods as much as you possibly can. Number four, guys, I want you to get more high-quality sleep. You can keep ignoring some of these basic fundamentals, but guys, it's, it's these fundamentals that are sabotaging so many of you from really making and achieving more success. Last thing is I want you to take steps to reduce your own stress and build some resilience. Build some thick skin. I see so many people, a lot of clients, stressed to the max when they come in for a training session. They wear it like a, like, like a, like a coat. They come in and it's just like they're just bundled with stress from their day. And I'm not trying to judge them. I'm just saying it's obvious that whatever's gone on in their day, they're tense, their shoulders, their neck muscles are just really tight. And they just need to let go. And, and we learn that by setting proper boundaries, by taking care of ourselves, by having better perspectives in our life, and building a little bit of perseverance and just knowing that everything is going to be okay. And even if it's not, we trust that we can handle it, all right? So again, I'm, I kind of got off topic, but when we're talking about keto, guys, the reasons why it work, I've already talked about, but it's not sustainable long-term, all right? Again, the, the five things I want you to do, eat until you're 80% full, eat slowly and mindfully, eat more minimally processed foods, get more high quality of sleep, and take steps to reduce your stress and build resilience. If you have any questions, Please let me know. There's a lot of things I could talk about that I won't necessarily for time today, but I'd be happy to get your thoughts or opinions. Please share this podcast, comment below with somebody if you think that they, they could benefit. We'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, this is Coach Jesse with coming at you with another episode of the Raw Fitness Truth Podcast. And I want to talk today about the truth about keto, paleo, and some of these more whole food-based diets and why they actually work. Now, if you know me and you've talked with me in person, you follow my newsletter, you know that I am consistently typically anti-diet. I'm anti-keto, especially because of the extremity and the lack of sustainability behind it. But let me tell you why some people are actually seeing results, all right? I'll go through kind of the functional reasons why nutritionally they're getting results, and then I'll talk to you about my thoughts behind that, all right? So the first thing is all these plant whole food-based diets typically require a high protein intake, okay? There's a greater intake of protein that these people are consuming on a daily basis, and when they do this, they are more satiated, satisfied, on a daily basis. The, their overall appetite is reduced, leading to calorie restriction, leading to higher protein, which typically means less sugar. Okay, This is the number one point about these diets that I think makes them more successful. Number two is it limits people's food choices significantly. Most of the crap that you've been eating ain't going to fly on the keto or paleo diet. And I'm talking about you being strict with this. By the way, this is a side a, a side trail. But I meet so many people who are like, yeah, I'm going to do paleo. Yeah, I'm going to do keto. And it's like, yeah, you want to do it until it's no longer convenient for you. You want to do keto until Friday and you want to have a beer with your buddies, which is fine. No judgment, but that's not keto. That's you doing kind of this haphazard version, your own version of it that's like, hey, I want to go out and enjoy A, B, and C, but I also want to do keto outside of that. And it's like you're trying to dance on two different sides of the street. You can't do it. It just doesn't work that way. So number one is the greater intake of protein is why people feel they feel more satiated, reduces their appetite. Number two, it limits their food choices, like hundreds of highly processed calories that they may eat otherwise, from fast food restaurants to things like pasta, chips, cookies, whatever, They are not eating these things, all right? The third thing is reduced food options basically makes people eventually a little bit less excited to eat. People typically are not as driven to eat if they're eating the same things over and over and over again because these foods, when you eat them all the time, become a little less appealing, all right? Uh, I refer to the bodybuilding industry not because those of you listening are probably trying to be bodybuilders, but because there's something that the bodybuilding community does exceptionally well. They treat food as fuel. They really do. They have, uh, for the most part, those who are the most successful especially, food is just simply fuel for their body. There's not necessarily as much of an emotional attachment to it. Now, Don't get me wrong. You'll find a lot of people who emotionally binge, who do these bikini shows or bodybuilding shows. I'm not here to talk about that. But what I will say is that these people eat the same stuff typically over and over and over again. It's kind of neurotic in some ways, but they've mastered this particular aspect. I'm not saying that this should be your goal. I want you to enjoy your food. I want you to enjoy some home cooked meals and your favorite restaurant I'm just trying to make a few points, okay? Um, But when you reduce your food options with something like keto, typically food gets bland and boring because you are so limited. You get tired. We all typically want variety in our lives in almost anything. So your food gets a little less fun, and so you're not as driven to eat as much if all you're doing is eating these same foods over and over again, right? The next thing is when you are on a keto based diet, you're not drinking your calories. No soda, no juice, even milk are generally considered off limits. So a greater proportion of your calories are consumed from solid foods, which are more filling. All right. So the next thing is when you're on one of these diets, you have higher blood levels of ketones, which is why the diet is called keto. Which rise when carbs are restricted and it seems to suppress your appetite. When you, in an absence of carbohydrates, your body increases or goes into what we call ketosis. So your blood levels raise with what we call ketones, which is an appetite suppressant and enhances fat burning abilities. Now, side note long term, this is like a survival slash starvation mechanism kicking in. And most people who stick with this long-term, as soon as they decide to get on any sort of a regular carbohydrate-rich routine, blow up like a fish and put all the weight back on that they lost. That is most people, which is why I'm not a fan of it, okay? So although the keto diet from all your friends posting their transformation photos or talking about what they're doing or whatever they're talking about on the Dr. Oz show, okay, although it might seem magical – The keto diet results in weight loss by regulating simply just energy in through a variety of ways. I talk about it all the time, controlling your calories, increasing your protein intake. Those are the two most important things for people to start with. I'm not trying to be extreme in that, but that's the two areas that I want people to start the most with. So keto works because people are controlling what they're putting into their bodies in a consistent, healthy way. Now, I don't think it's sustainable, but you might ask, hey, if plant-based diets and keto diets work so well, why, why would anyone even care about controlling their calories or for any other reason? Well, because depending on the person and their food preferences, their lifestyle, their activity levels, you know, so on and so forth, many diets, including plant-based and keto, they're not sustainable long-term, right? So, you know, one of the things that people cling to is this best diet idea. And people become frustrated if they're not able to stick to it because they have this standard of perfection. There's no grace with these t- sort of really restrictive diets, and so people end up viewing themselves as a failure. And then they decide that they lack the discipline to lose weight, and it's not the tr- it's not the truth. So people oft- oftentimes think that they should stop trying. None of which are true, you guys. This is this is the most important statement I'm going to make in this podcast. All right, your results are not diet dependent. They are behavior dependent. Let me say that again. Your results are not diet dependent. They are behavior dependent. Maintaining a healthy body, including a healthy body weight, is about developing consistent, sustainable daily habits that help you positively impact how much energy is going into your body and then how much energy you are expending out. All right. And and the way to find this balance while enjoying foods you love is by doing the following. Number 1, I want you to eat until you are 80% full. You're satisfied, but you're not stuffed. Number 2, I want you to eat slowly and mindfully. Make conscious food choices and don't rush while you're eating your food. Number 3, eat more minimally processed foods. I didn't say completely unprocessed, just minimally. Get more organic into your diet. Yes, I do think it is better. However, if you need to grab something that's a little quicker and a little easier, choose less processed foods as much as you possibly can. Number four, guys, I want you to get more high quality sleep. You can keep ignoring some of these basic fundamentals, but guys, it's, it's these fundamentals that are sabotaging so many of you from really making and achieving more success. Last thing is I want you to take steps to reduce your own stress and build some resilience, build some thick skin. I see so many people, a lot of clients stressed to the max when they come in for a training session. They wear it like a like like a like a coat. They come in and it's just like they're just bundled with stress from their day. And I'm not trying to judge them. I'm just saying it's obvious that whatever's gone on in their day, they're tense, their shoulders, their neck muscles are just really tight. And they just need to let go. And, and we learn that by setting proper boundaries, by taking care of ourselves, by having better perspectives in our life, and building a little bit of perseverance and just knowing that everything is going to be okay. And even if it's not, we trust that we can handle it, all right? So again, I'm, I kind of got off topic, but when we're talking about keto, guys, the reasons why it work, I've already talked about, but it's not sustainable long-term, all right? Again, the, the five things I want you to do, eat until you're 80% full, eat slowly and mindfully, eat more minimally processed foods, get more high quality of sleep, and take steps to reduce your stress and build resilience. If you have any questions, please let me know. There's a lot of things I could talk about that I won't necessarily for time today, but I'd be happy to get your thoughts or opinions. Please share this podcast, comment below with somebody if you think that they, they could benefit. We'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, Coach Jesse here with Inner Strength and I'm uh, coming at you with another episode of Raw Fitness Truth, where I like to talk about life lessons, a little bit of psychology and fitness. After coaching people for 10 years now, I've learned a lot, seen a lot, paid attention a lot, and I just want to share with you what I've learned and challenge you to be your very best. So what I want to talk today is something I talk about fairly frequently, but it's why you keep quitting on your fitness. We all know people who start and stop and start and stop and start and stop with any diet, any fitness program, chances are you've done that yourself. And I don't say this out of judgment, it's just the way that it is. People almost mock New Year's resolutions now because it's just that thing people do, but it seems that hardly anybody is ever successful really sticking with it. Chances are whatever you resolute to do in 2020, you may have already forgotten about it and not even thought about it long after you quit on it. So there's two main reasons why I think almost every single client I've ever worked with or person quits on their fitness. I'm not saying this applies to, you know, everybody, but I think that, you know, barring some emergency or life true crisis, these are the two mental, emotional reasons why people quit. Number one is bad expectations. People, I think, truly in their heart, in their emotional relationship to their their change, you know, they want to lose weight, they want to get stronger, they want to build this body, they want to attain, you know, a pain-free lifestyle, uh, whatever your goal is. There's nothing wrong with wanting that, but what are your expectations about the process required to get there? Now a side note I would tell you is this, whatever your expectations are, it's not really your fault, because to be honest with you, this isn't what you're educated in. It doesn't matter to me how many articles you've read, how many YouTube channels you follow, or how much you and your fit friend love or talk about fitness. This isn't really what you do for a profession, this is what I do for a profession. And I'm not only committed to the science behind it, but I'm committed to the psychology of why people do or don't succeed behind it. So bad expectations, the belief that you're going to get fit super fast. Within a few weeks, you'll radically change your body after six years of not doing anything. You expect to feel good or feel motivated all the time. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not a part of your life. You don't feel like going to work all the time. You don't feel like cleaning your house all the time. You don't feel like seeing your partner all the time. You don't feel like going to church all the time. So why do you have some unconscious, mostly, probably unconscious expectation that you're going to feel like it all the time? We have to get real practical here, y'all. Not mean, but just practical that that's not going to happen. You're not going to be motivated all the time. You have to understand that no matter what the magazines or the infomercials or the weight loss supplements sell you, that it is going to take time. If your expectations are anything other than this is a long-term, day-to-day, week-to-week lifestyle change, you will be disappointed and you'll go back to your default ways, which aren't helping you either. Second thing besides bad expectations is bad beliefs. Now, that does tie into expectations, but I I just want to make this its own point. A lot of times clients will say, well, I am eating right, but I'm still not losing weight. I am eating right, but I'm exercising five or six days a week. Guys, A belief about nutrition that's commonly in error is people tend to think they eat healthier or they eat less than what they actually do and my encouragement to you is to count what you eat and put it in my fitness pal I know it's a little tedious it may not seem like the most exciting thing in the world to do but I want you to try it for at least seven days seven days of tracking what you eat in order to develop a more wholesome, accurate belief of what you actually consume, you're logging everything accurately. If you're a client at the studio and you want to come talk to me or one of the coaches about how to more accurately do this, then please, by all, all means, reach out. But if you're not a client here, just at least give this a go. I promise you it will make a difference, all right? So, a belief about how much you're eating is typically an error. A belief about how much calories you're burning when you exercise is also something we see in error. You know, a lot of times people they assume they're gonna burn 500 calories or 300 calories, I mean in our most intense sessions here in studio, you might burn 300 to 500 calories but guys it's not average or not normally possible for someone to burn more than 500 plus calories every single workout, that's just not realistic. A lot of times the Fitbits, you know the Apple Watch these you know exercise trackers that you'll wear on your ankle or on your phone or your wrist they will overestimate your movement and you'll end up feeling like you've accomplished more than probably what you already have. So my, my biggest simple tip specific to that is just take whatever it tells you and deduce it by 20%. Now I know that might discourage you a little bit, it might not seem as fun, but I want you to really put it in a pragmatic perspective where if I thought, if I'm accomplishing 80% of what this tracker is telling me, am I still on par? Okay, so just take take that. But the most important belief, guys, that I do want to address is whether or not you believe you're worth changing. Now, this is especially applied to people who have body image issues, if you've been trying to lose weight. A lot of people, they want to lose weight, they want to look better, they want to feel better, they want to be healthy, but their constant daily emotional experience of life is negative. And I honestly think a lot of that has to do with they don't truly believe in their heart of hearts and the deepest part of their being that they are worth having a better life. Now, that might be a deep, deep thing to process, but if someone keeps starting and quitting and starting and quitting for something that is this painful, because I know it's not fun. It's not fun to walk around with 30 plus extra pounds. It's not serving you if you want to have an active lifestyle, if you want to feel better in the clothes you wear, if you want to go out and live your life more, it, 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 I know you're not happy with it. But my question to you is, do you truly believe you're worth it? Do you have some sense of negative self-esteem that needs to truly be, be treated? Now here's the thing. A lot of people think if I just get the body, then I'll love myself. If I just get the money, then I'll love myself. If I just get the relationship, if I just... It's always just destination-focused happiness. What I don't want you to do is beat yourself up because of where you are. I don't want you to live in the belief you're not worth it because guys we are all equal. We are all worthy of living a happy, successful, healthy life. Now I'm not saying that for all of us that's 100% possible but for 98, 99% of us I truly think we have it in the grip of our hands to actually really make meaningful change in our life. You don't have to walk around with this extra 20 or 30 pounds your age doesn't have to be the excuse as to why you can or can't lose weight your gender doesn't have to be the reason why you think you can or can't lose weight if you will commit yourself to the process and let go of this deep-seated belief that you know you're it's not ever going to happen for you that you're not worth it i promise you you will end up opening up the space for you to attract the weight loss into your life to naturally begin to follow the habits. See what a lot of people try to do is they try to over motivate themselves. They overcompensate by thinking they need sheer willpower in order to push themselves to lose the weight when really what they need to do is let go of all the negative energy, the negative beliefs, the self-sabotaging habits that are actually leading them to keep the weight on or continually put it on. So I'm gonna let you chew on that if you have any questions about that? I'd be happy to talk more. Okay, but two things I think you need to do to help you with this. All right, number one, it ties into the last point is you need to stop judging yourself for where you are and truly think about whether or not you truly believe it or truly believe you're worth it. Stop judging yourself for where you are, guys. In 10 years of doing this, I've seen people that are 100 pounds overweight that honestly have fairly good self esteem. They know they're overweight, they take ownership of it, and naturally, because they are in a state of ownership, their countenance their posture, the way that they feel about themselves changes. They know they're overweight, they know it's probably not attractive, but they also know, hey, you know what, I'm not less of a person because of this. I've let this get out of hand, I've had bad habits that have you know, led to this point, but you know what, it doesn't make me a bad person. On the other side of that equation, I've had people who look fantastic. They have great bodies, they're in great shape, And they still compare themselves to some sort of fitness model or some fantasy of what they think they should look like. And I want to encourage you to let that go. Wherever you are, whatever your starting point, whether you're super fit or super not fit, I encourage you to let that go. It is not effective. A lot of things in fitness, guys, is not right or wrong. You know, chocolate is not right or wrong. Sugar is not right or wrong. You know, how much you exercise is not a right or wrong thing. It's not a moral thing. It's just whether or not it's effective or ineffective in relationship to your personal goals, all right? Second thing is I want you to increase your self-awareness of your patterns, your emotions, and your commitment to self-growth. Guys, I'm 100% in belief that you will not grow your fitness sustainably unless you commit to growing as a person. Why do I believe that? You've got to shift and change your habits in order to show up consistently. You have got to manage your emotions to really make a commitment and then follow through with it. In order to really be successful at fitness, you have got to calibrate your energy, your habits outside of just exercise and nutrition in order to help those things naturally fall in place to support your goals. Fitness, in my opinion, is a great, great, great tool to help you learn about yourself and what really holds you back, not only in your fitness, but in all of your life. And the third and final thing, guys, is get support. Guys, you're not alone. There is absolutely nothing wrong with struggling. In fact, if you're not struggling, I would honestly say maybe you're not pushing yourself enough in your life. None of us are perfect, and there shouldn't be pressure to be perfect. If you're a perfectionist, you're only making it harder, and this is me speaking to myself. But what I will tell you is that getting support does not make you weak. Any coach, including myself or someone on my team, any coach who really is worth their salt is going to see your struggle appreciate you being willing to struggle and support you in it. I will never judge you for struggling. But it's hard to get past a struggle if you keep pretending it's not there. It's hard to move past it if, you keep being, if you're, if you're not, uh, continually unwilling to go through it. So guys, I care about you. I really hope that this podcast challenged something in you today. Share this podcast with somebody. Send us a message. Let me know how, if anything, spoke to you. If you have a subject you'd like me to talk about in here, I'd be happy to do so, right? I look forward to coming at you in another week or so with another podcast. God bless. We'll talk soon.